will come a day when we all come together. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America into the Republic for which they stand, two nations, under God, quite divided, with liberty and justice for some. That is the new American motto that we offer to the general public because I believe that's more accurate than the other one we've been saying for a long time. Because um, we are a divided nation. We have two visions of the future. One, anti-God, faithless, um, without hope, really, because it's hope in sinful men and uh, really... You know, a lot of anti-God type things that supposedly create a better world. And uh, the other one, hope in Jesus Christ, who is the only one that's ever walked this life perfectly. And the one that we should put our trust and faith and hope in. Because that's that's really it. You have two choices. Um, Jesus or everything else. That's our premise. That's how we look at the world. And that's how we explain the things that happen on a day-to-day -day basis. So... You can reach us at ehud at itsareligion.org. It's ehud at itsareligion.org. And uh, if you haven't been to this show before, we typically uh, look at some scripture each day from my personal uh, Bible reading. And then just hit on some of the daily events, the daily news topics that are out there and talk about why uh, things might be going that way. So uh, with that... We were in Matthew, we're going through the book of Matthew right now, we're in uh, chapter 23, and this starts out, uh, verse 1, that Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to the disciples, saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, all therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, and that observe and do, but do not all of you after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do in order to be seen of men. They make bread broad their phylacteries, and enlarge the borders of their garments, love the uppermost rooms at the feasts, and the chief seats in the synagogues, and greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But be all of you not called Rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all of you are brethren. And we see that at work in our society today. The political class, the uh, ruling class, the elite class, um, celebrities, politicians, media types, um, love the admiration of, of others. They love being in authority. They love getting invited to the right parties, I suppose. Um, and you just see that this at work in our modern day and how has it ever really ever been different you know but if you're a follower of christ it says right here all of you are brethren which means you are equal you are you have one master and i guess you know that's another reason when i i struggle with uh church organization nowadays because you hear the term senior pastor or uh senior leader thrown around around quite a bit especially senior pastor and you don't see that organization within a church uh, in the Bible. The Bible calls for elders in a church. And, it, you know, it uses the term elders, S, as in multiple of. And uh, 
So, you know, having a church organized around a senior pastor and a, and a board uh, is more of a business, right? You have a CEO and a board that, that runs things. And so I don't, you know, I'm a big proponent of, you have a group of people that, that uh, are in charge to lead a, a body and they have different gifts, so they do different things maybe. Um, and then you, you know, the other position uh, in the church would be deacon, um, and that person would, would handle certain things as well. But yet, even in that, they're brothers. You know, the, the elders are to be examples of the flock, to be servants of the flock. Same as deacons. They just do different things. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's one master. There's one who is in authority and who is above all. And I remember talking to a guy about this um, at a Baptist church once. And he was like, well, somebody's got to be in charge. Because we were talking about elders and, you know, the, the way that the church was organized. And how I was struggling with the fact that they didn't have elders. And, and he just said, well, somebody's got to be in charge. And that was, the guy was a military guy in the past. And I think that's where he got that from. And uh, I'm just like, well, yeah, Jesus is. He is our master. He is the one that's to be called master. And again, I, you know, this brother was a faithful Christian. And I don't, you know, there's, he's actually in many ways um, a, a great leader in some things. But in this one thing, I think he was, was astray because that's not what the Bible calls for. Anyway, um, but in verse 11, it says, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever shall exalt himself shall be brought low, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. We're going through a book uh, right now for our boys called Brothers and Sisters, Making Brothers and Sisters Best Friends, and it talks a lot in there about humility and how pride trips us up. Pride, um, a lot of the time, will uh, trip us along the way and and. and make us want to do things that um, are very selfish in nature, that, that focus on self and self-aggrandizement or self-worth. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I think our society, when you look at the differences, right, Christ calls us to humility and putting others first, having an others-focused mindset. And the other uh, direction that you go calls for self-worth. Um, self-esteem they call it and uh, self-esteem is, is basically just another term for pride um, having pride in yourself instead of how do I uh, get rid of pride and walk in humility and focus on others needs and uh, not my own so Jesus continues he says woe unto you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites for all of you devour widows houses and for a pretense make long prayer therefore all of you shall receive the greater damnation. And uh, I don't want anybody to see damnation. And he continues to call them blind and and talk about what they swear on. And just, he goes, he gives it to them pretty harshly. Um, and then down in, in uh, <laughs> verse 28, Even so all of you also appear outwardly righteous unto men, but within all of you are full of hypocrisy and equity. And again, I look at our leadership in this country today, and that's exactly what I see. Uh, I, I don't see truth and uh, integrity. You know, some, there are some in there uh, that 
seem to be for truth and for righteousness. Um, you know, I think about the election last year on November 3rd, which was obviously stolen, was obviously uh, the Democrats cheated to put Joe Biden in office, which is causing a lot of other issues for this country. Um, but you have a group of folks, again, if you're not following Jesus Christ and you don't have a higher authority there, when your highest authority is yourself, your own self-worth, your own self-esteem, what you can do for yourself, um, you can go out and say you're for others, you're for taking care, you know, the Democrats are famous for this. They come out and talk about how they want to help all these people, and yet all they're really doing is helping themselves in the end. You know, their policies don't help anybody. You know, they claim to, but you look at Democrat-run, completely-run cities and throughout this country, and a lot of them are hellholes. So, um, it just doesn't work. So, again, this whole thing, Jesus continues. Um, and then down in verse 37, it says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you kill the prophets, stone them which are sent to you, and how often... When I have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and all of you would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, all of you shall not see me henceforth. All of you shall say, Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Which I believe talks about when he comes back. And it also, um, I believe, talks about uh, the idea, at least, of free will. Where, you know, God desires this, but doesn't make it so. You know, because he could. I think he could. He has the sovereign authority to um, to change our own attitudes, I believe. But he allows us um, the freedom to choose. And again, here, he's like, hey, I would have taken care of you, um, but you chose not to. chose not to follow me. And again, you know, when you look at how things play out in the world, you have two choices. I think one is to follow God's will, God's uh, purposes, and um, the one true king that we all should be serving, which is Christ, one master, it said, um, right there, a little bit ago in Matthew 20, 23. Um, or we can choose our own way, and our own way leads to death and destruction, and um, to be separated from God forever, which, uh, you know, Satan's done a great job of making that seem like no big deal to a lot of people. And I think in the end, it's going to be a huge deal. It's going to be the biggest deal. It's going to be the only deal that really ever mattered. So, um, looking at a few news pieces today, the good old uh, United States government, $770 billion in Pentagon spending. You know, I, I typically support spending on the military um, in this country, but I would imagine you could probably spend... Uh, about two-thirds of that, and if you handled it the right way, you can get the same results. Um, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but, man, they spend a lot of money out there in D.C. But ultimately, um, there was a story in CBN today, the perfect police state, China's digital dictatorship goes global. And I think that's that's the thing that's going on here. There are governments working towards this. I believe they're working in cahoots with the Chinese government. There's There's... In this two-party system, well, it's really a one-party system, and then you have the peripheral within each, and uh, 
there's a lot of Democrats that are moderate folks that, that still think the Democrat Party is for the little guy. That would be like my mother, who's in her 70s. And you have a lot of Republicans that still think uh, the mainstream of the Republicans is for freedom and, and business and independence and economic health. When in reality, you have a group of Republicans that make up probably 60% uh, in the middle. And then on the seams, you've got conservatives like myself on the right and leftists on the left. And the problem is the leftists have gotten influence over a good chunk of that 60%. And uh, in order to have perpetual power, perpetual influence, just like we were talking about, in order to be seen in the marketplaces, oh, hey, congressman, hey, senator, hey, you know, so-and-so of the deep state, you know, um, ambassador so-and-so or um, secretary so-and-so. Uh, you know, we hold those positions up in honor and we don't do the same for motherhood. We don't do the same for fatherhood, the family, uh, you know, and things like that. And that's, you know, you look at, at some of the out outworkings of the attitude of secular humanism and that's that's what tends to happen um, and so we value things that really aren't that valuable you know football players basketball players um, entertainment we spend so much money being entertained and in reality what is it what does that do for people it's a false god in the end I've I was right at that stool. I used to play sports when I was younger and, and uh, I used to worship at that altar. I was more concerned with getting home to, you know, see the start of the football game than I was about hearing good preaching from the Word of God. So here's another one from uh, Dr. Zelenko. I love that, that guy. Um, Nothing says trust the science like asking for the data to be hidden for 75 years. Pfizer. Trust the science. And there's really not a whole lot of science going on in our world today. They'll say that, and then they'll say that's why you need to wear a mask. But then they don't point to any studies as to why masks help to alleviate the virus. Which, uh, in Florida, you know, you look at these places where they haven't locked down, they haven't tried to... Uh, implement all these restrictions, you know, and the government overreach has not gone insane and they're no worse off. So, you know, if you want to do something scientific, look at that and go, stop, stop Pritzker in Illinois, stop um, de Blasio in New York City, stop all you people who want to use this pandemic to increase your authority, to increase your position, to increase your power, and just get out of the way and let the thing run its course. Um, use therapeutics. I mean, it's not it's not anything that can't be treated. I had COVID. I was on oxygen for a couple of days. It's not a fun thing. It's not a fun disease to get. But you know what? You're going to get it sooner or later. It seems to me that this thing just is making its way around. And you can't wear enough masks to stop from getting the thing. So... Let's deal with it and get it over with instead of um, trying to make everybody get this stupid shot. I mean, I thank God that our courts are waking up and telling Joe Biden to pound sand that you can't unilaterally just come out and say everybody's got to get a shot. That That is insane. 
in this country. You know, other countries in a monarchy, in a, uh, a place with absolute authority, maybe. But here, you got to get the legislature to buy in. That's the way it's supposed to work. If the representatives of the people came out and said and voted, everybody's got to get a shot, well, then I guess everybody's got to get a shot. And we replace all our representatives next time around for selling us down the river to Pfizer and whoever else. Because, you know, you look at the science of the shots themselves and they don't work. And, you know, I wish Trump would come out. That's one thing I'm getting more and more irritated about is he still wants to tout how he got this done. Well, it really hasn't been that great, Don, I gotta say. And God bless you for, for trying. But um, in the end, I think it's, I think you got duped. And you should come out and just admit that. Like, you know what? These vaccines that they came out with were not the best idea after all. And uh, I wouldn't recommend anybody take them after we've seen some of the effects that they have. Uh, let's see. Lastly today, uh, Greg Gutfield, the guy on uh, Fox News. The media has neither a soul nor the will to search for one. And uh, it's just an article he put together. Um. So breaking news, everyone, do you know what's destroying America? Adjectives. Yes, it's true. Words like cruel, rough, sharp, gentle, sleek, slippery. Sounds like last night in Hemmer's, okay, hot tub, whatever that is. Anyway, adjectives are bad, which is also an adjective. So how bad is bad? Well, Dana Milbank, some old crank from the Washington Post, commissioned a report and counted adjectives in the coverage of the last two presidents. And he found Joe is the target of way more negative words than the previous president. Do you remember him, the evil orange monster from Planet Hitler? So what's the proof? Milbank actually had firm count adjectives in an article comparing what Biden received from the first 11 months, 2021, to Trump in the first 11 months, 2020. They called this sentiment analysis. Oh, my goodness. That's interesting. You know, it's, it's so obvious that the media is in the tank for one side of this equation and really supportive of... Uh, I want to say supportive of um, getting rid of democracy and going to an authoritarian type state like the Chinese um, because they're part of the they're part of the club, right? You know, we thank God we still have the freedom to have alternative media sources in this country where we can get real information. Places like Telegram and I wouldn't even say Fox News anymore. Um, uh, the guy, oh, what's the name of it? Revolver News. And there's other news outlets out there now, um, the Gateway Pundit, that actually search for the truth. Um, Epic Times is a great one. It's probably one of the most professional put-together ones that's out there. American Thought Leaders is part of the Epic Times, which has some great information on it. And uh, it's exciting to see that uh, in our world today. So... Um, I just look at the spiritual side of this, right? And my sense is that most people in the media, which uh, some of them will throw uh, Jesus' name around, they'll talk about religion, talk about their own faith. And yet, I just ask the question, is it true faith? Because again, get a Bible out and read it. Those same people are probably for evolution, are probably for you know, quite a few things that are not biblical. Um, you know, gay marriage would be one of them. And, uh, you know, you look at that and it's it's no wonder people believe what they do. 
when it comes to the media, and then they try and propagate that um, to others and um, call people to believe in things that are sending them to hell. Uh, when they put faith in humans over faith in Jesus Christ and submitting to, to his will on things. So with that, I think we'll call it a show today. Um, you know, one of the things that, that this time of year, I just get encouraged by, you know, God gave us his son. He sent his son to die in our place to pay for all of our sins. And we have that, um, the birth of Christ to be celebrating here soon um, on the 25th of December. Now you debate whether that's really the real date or not. It, it really doesn't matter. It's still the symbol of what God did for us to draw us to him. And, uh, you know, even in what we just read this morning, uh, God has always cared for his people. And, uh, you know, all along the way, people have rejected that care, that, um, that grace that people have been given. And so don't be surprised by that. Don't be surprised at what people do. There's, you know, People in this world are evil. There is an evil that's, that God has allowed to exist in the form of Satan that is here to lie, kill, and destroy. And he can he has a lot of subtle ways that he tricks people into following his, his lead. So let's not be surprised at what people will do. But in the end, make the choice to follow Christ. Make the choice to, to put your trust in him. If you don't know him, get a Bible. Um, start reading from the book of John and, and get to know this one true God, the one true uh, King, the one true Savior that can save your soul. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's such a wonderful thing. It's such a wonderful, beautiful thing and what God did for us. So with that, have a great day, and uh, be blessed, and we'll hope to catch you tomorrow. Heavenly